Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure to click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think about the episode. If there's a particular guest or topic that you'd like covered, we're always checking YouTube comments. Love to hear your guys' feedback and then be able to create future episodes based on your guys' suggestions. Today, I'm going to be joined by Tommy Hasler from Hasler Diesel Performance, and he's got a really cool pulling truck. So we're going to be chatting with him about it. Specifically, it's a 7.3, and it's been through a couple different modifications. Um, it's had common rail injection. Now it's running a P-pump. We wanted to ask him about both of those, how viable the common rail swap was, what he thinks of the P-pump, power numbers that he's aiming for. So it's going to be a really cool conversation. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you guys that our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off wide discount code for you so if you're in the market for a knife for hunting fishing or edc they've got a ton of different choices for you just use code 20 diesel for 20 percent off site wide their latest model is the duralock which has a really smooth opening mechanism the blade is made out of d2 steel there's a bunch of different choices for blade shape and then also handle materials and design so if you're in the market definitely make sure head on over to their website check them out and use code 20 diesel for 20 percent off site wide all right, let's get to today's podcast with Tommy Hasler, chatting with him about this really unique 7.3 power stroke, the way that's been common railed, P-pumped, his goals for power, um, asking him you know, which, which one's more viable for power in the future, and then also some tips for you guys who may not be building a race truck, but you have a 7.3 and are looking to make sure that it runs as reliable as it can be. Tommy, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. Look forward to chatting with you today about a really cool 7.3 that you have with the... Uh, really interesting p-pump conversion and chatting with you about your diesel shop and a bunch of other cool stuff so welcome to the podcast yep thanks for having me yeah yeah tell me a bit about um your diesel shop and and what you guys do where you're located um i'm familiar with you guys but some of our listeners they might just have um you know heard from you the first time on this episode or might have just seen your truck and and they're definitely gonna be curious about all the different uh trucks that you work on and, and things that you do during the week so we are a light-duty diesel garage that specializes in the power strokes, the Cummins, and the Duramax. Uh, we're in Bethel, Pennsylvania. I started the garage probably about 12 years ago and uh, started my dad's barn. And it just started growing, growing, growing. Um, everything's been word of mouth. And, uh, I mean, it's, if, you, if you see the pictures of from before to today, things have uh, grown quite a bit. Um, yeah, we got a, a whole team of guys that do really well at everything they do here. Uh, our main trucks that we like to do and work on is the Power Strokes. That's what we're known for. We have the P-Pump 7.3 behind us. Uh, that used to be a Common Rail 7.3 and been before that a Huey 7.3. It just kept growing up through. Uh, we're known for our 6.4 or 6.7 Power Stroke, and we did, obviously, a bunch of 6.0s. Awesome. I know that there's a... Uh... There's a ton of diesel trucks in Pennsylvania. I always, uh, uh, you know, see posts or, or listeners even too will message in and, um, you know, it's a big diesel area. And I, I was curious about the power strokes in general. Is that, have you always loved power stroke? Was, was it something that you grew up around 
or you know is that your favorite diesel engine for you personally to own or to race how did uh how did the passion for him come to be so when i turned 16 we went to buy a truck and i went to look at an f-150 and my dad said you're not buying that piece of crap you're buying my 7.3 off me he goes i'm gonna go get a new truck so he told me he goes you're giving me eight thousand dollars here's a truck so that's that's what i did i worked <laughs> on the farm right after i got it well 7.3 it broke uh he goes fix it uh fixed it and from then it just started to grow and grow and grow basically i like the power strokes it's something different everybody and their brother has a cummins so i like being different when we go to the pools when we go places uh everybody asks to go that doesn't sound like everybody else's truck what what's in that what what's with that thing since it's a seven three they go there's no way pop the hood tilt the body everybody's like holy crap <laughs> and it's it's just something different and ford people really like uh ford being a ford oh yeah yeah i know that uh yeah, the thumb and swap is has been around you know for a really long time and i, I find i've said it before on the podcast i you know, i chat with cummins owners and duramax and power stroke and i find that that the ford power stroke owners are some of the most passionate and loyal fans of the brand and even this the specific engine type and it's always really cool to learn and you'd mentioned something that really piqued my interest as you talked about that 7.3 being Huey, then Common Rail, then P-Pump. Can you walk me through that truck and how it went from like a daily driver to where it is now? It seems like a really, a really cool story that you have behind it. So, so yeah, again, this, this truck started off as a 99.73 daily driver farm truck that I bought off my dad. And I started hopping it up as the years go on. My buddy had it coming, so we kept going back and forth. You know, who who had more power? Yeah. And it kept going and going and going eventually to where it was still Huey on the road. I was running 400, 400s, S480, um, still driving it, hooked to a trailer. Didn't like a trailer, but still, still did it. Um, then I wanted to move up with it. Uh, talked to Jonathan and Dave down at Swamps at the time when they were still around. They said, Tom, there's no more fuel. We can't give you any more fuel. That's it. So next step was obviously P-pump it. For the class I wanted to go into, you couldn't P-pump it. Uh, they were working on a whole common rail setup with the 7.3. Uh, it was kind of their own thing. And Jonathan offered it to me, gave me a price, everything. I said, let's, let's do it. So we did that. We common railed a 7.3, had it in the truck. We had the only common rail 7.3 running in a truck had it out on the track it tuning was basically it's downfall there uh it worked but there were some issues and eventually it just kept splitting blocks uh due to tuning and just diff different issues parked the truck for a little bit just got sick of spending money on it and then uh it was just sitting there i'm like i gotta bring this thing back out so we brought it back out we decided to p-pump it you can't beat mechanical. Mechanical is reliable. Uh, 2019, we brought it back out. Uh, P-pumped, had it on the dyno. We made 1,700 horsepower on the dyno with it. Uh, put it in the truck. Right away, it started competing in the 3.6 class. Uh, we run the Lucas series, and it's just been growing and growing and making more power. We've been testing different stuff with it. And just keep going from there. Somebody had asked recently, asked us about a common rail 7.3, and it was really interesting. And I didn't know that you had done that before. 
is is that because of the tuning side is that pretty much not a viable option you know any longer for anyone it's either keep it huey or go p pump or or where's that at as far as the future do you think with uh with the common rail it it, it could be done but for the cost versus what you're getting it, is it worth it um i'm gonna bring the common rail 7.3 back out again uh, i have i have all the stuff sitting on the shelf here i'm gonna bring it back out again um actually the truck behind me is our three six truck that's gonna go for three O class next year. And we're actually building a super stock seven, three. So it'll be full tube frame, everything, triple turbo seven, three. Um, but the common rail will be back out, but for the everyday person, I don't think it'd be your best bang for your buck. Now with the, the P pump setup, I've, I've heard about them over the years and I know that there can be a lot of interest because people will hit that that fuel limitation that you mentioned with the Huey system, where did, how did you put the, the P pump? How did the conversion go? Was it something you did yourself? Um, how difficult was it, you know, as far as dialing in the power, what went into being able to achieve the power levels that you needed to with the truck and the P pump conversion? So with doing the P pump conversion, there's, there's actually a lot of different P pump seven threes out and around most people don't hear of many of them because most of them don't come off the dyno and actually make it in the truck. Um, so I dealt with Ron out of Hypermax. I dealt with uh, Carson Stauffer. He's about an hour and a half north of me. Um, I deal with uh, Chuck. He's He actually does Ben Miller's 7.3. So there's, there's a bunch of different people that I've been dealing with for it. And I've been taking bits and pieces of, you know, different people's kits and putting together what I have now to get basically the setup that I want. So if you, if you would look under my hood, you can see, I got, you know, see through valve covers that way you can see different stuff because again, I'm running six, 7,000 RPMs out of a seven, three. So I was running into problems, breaking rocker arms, hold downs, um, that kind of stuff. There's, with the P-Pump 7.3, there's a lot of limitations. Back in 2020, we tried pushing the thing even farther than what we have, and I went through four blocks in one season. So there's we're, we're kind of going back to trying some new stuff again this year. So this year should be a little exciting. We're, we're trying to make that 2,500 horsepower mark for a 7.3 that's going to be reliable that through the season that's really cool where did you find the power limit was when you were splitting blocks what do you know the power level it was at or or um what was the the previous kind of threshold that, that you found for the the engine itself so obviously rods are weak point we have a set of crowler rods in there which is american steel rod really good rods we have those there haven't had a problem there we have a bed plate on it we drilled the mains out to 916ths. The head studs are 916ths. The problem with the block, we actually switched over to a Hypermax block, uh, which is a CGI block. And when we went to that, we haven't had an issue since. So back when we, in 2020, when we went through four blocks, we were still running a factory block. And we, we were right around that 2,000 horsepower mark. And it's I haven't been able to keep it together. It's, it's really, it's so cool to see 
how seven threes are progressing even in 2023 with like what you're doing with your truck and the power level that it's at and it's that um that i think pushing the envelope you know being right there on what people used to say you can make for power with them and then finding these weak points addressing them fixing them and you just keep going and going and going farther and farther when um as far as the rest of the engine and and running that rpm are there any other things that you anticipate you might run into whether it's with valve train pistons are there any unknowns at, at that sort of power level with the 7.3 right right now we're fighting valve train that's that's what we're fighting right now and the one part that is basically i hate to say sucks about the 7.3 at this power level is you can't just call up somewhere and say hey i need you know a better valve train i i need you know a good set of mm-hmm. rockers i need a girdle every everything we do it's all one-off stuff um we're going to a full billet cam because our cam is it's, it's actually a stock cam that is so far underground to get the lift that we need. Um, it's actually wearing into the cam. We're only going to get probably half season out of a cam till we get our billet cam made. Um, so yeah, every, everything's one off. It's, we were running into the block problem, fix that problem. Now we have the valve train problem. Hopefully we have that fixed out now. Chuck just made us a girdle for it to tie down our rocker arms, which we just went from aluminum style rocker to a uh, tool steel rocker. So hopefully that problem there is fixed. Um, We went from a 13 mil pump that we used to run. Now we're up to a 15 millimeter pump. uh, So we should have quite a bit more fuel there to push through this thing. That's awesome. I've I've never heard about some of the things that you're doing and so it's so cool to just sit back and and just see what you're doing with it and like you mentioned it's not like you can just call up a place and say hey i need this for my engine and they know exactly what you want and there's 50 on the shelf and you just get it you know next day aired you really gotta you know i think probably work closely with the companies and the people that you trust to be able to do this and that was the other part i wanted to ask you about is taking on a project like this and and really blazing a trail with it. How important are the relationships you have? Like you mentioned Hypermax and some other companies in doing something that's so cutting edge, like what you're doing with the 7.3. It, it, it's very important because you have your ideas, they have their ideas. And basically at the end, you want to have a good product, something that you could possibly sell because everybody's in business to sell things. Um, And not only you want to have it reliable and you want to have it out on the track to show that, hey, this is what we can do. So you got to get along. You got to work well with people. You got to find people that uh, basically can take your ideas and actually put it there in material, put something in your hand. Do you think that the the P-pump conversion could be, or even the common rail one, maybe one day could be something that could be used. I don't want to say on a street application, but maybe, you know, it's like a a play truck, something a guy takes to the track, maybe drives it around a little bit. Do you think that that's in the future for the seven three or is it just because of the cost and some of the challenges that would be the main challenge with it? I I would say seven, three making power is going to be more of a competition thing because the cost, like, like I said earlier, there, there's actually quite a bit of seven threes out there that are P pump that they don't make it off the stand. 
because you get so much money wrapped up into them where people just, they run into a problem and they're, it's, Hey, I'm done. Um, like I said, back in 2020, we went through four blocks Yeah, and it's, it's not just, Oh, another block. You can pick up a seven, three block for 200 bucks, but then you have the machining of it. You have the liners, you got to put in it. You got, um, drilling out to nine sixteenths, fitting your bed plate. You get a bunch of machine work. Then you have what else it, it failed when it did it. So on a daily driver truck, I don't know because there's, there's so many other trucks like the six, seven power stroke is an awesome truck for basically what you spend to have a seven, three, do that. Are, are people going to do it? I mean, obviously I did it with mine. You have people, uh, four people are very hard headed, especially seven, three guys. They want their seven, three to go out there and compete. So yeah, there's some people that'll do it, but the average person, I, I doubt it. Yeah, it's 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 really been interesting too to see how how much interest there is in the older trucks and not just like a five nine common rail or an LBZ, but like with the seven three, there's a lot a lot of interests and questions and episodes we've done on them because listeners are like, hey, do more seven three stuff. I'm really interested in one. And it's been really, really interesting to see how older trucks are almost new again. And then all the innovation and the technology that's happened on the race side is trickling down to the daily drivers and, you know, things like tuning and hard parts and turbos and all that sort of stuff. It, it's almost like a, a resurgence of, of older trucks and, you know, it's the seven, three, it's, it's a great platform. I know a, a lot of our listeners, they love them. They're not trying to race per se, but they just love something. It starts, it's reliable. You put a ton of miles on it. Um, it's it's just simple, you know, simple and reliable, which is what we all want. Yeah, seven three is a great motor, and uh, I mean, just this past week, the seven three IDIs. I mean, they're, they're they're still going. I just had a guy yesterday drop off a seven three IDI. Once the motor completely rebuilt, we had to come in for injection pumps. Uh, I mean, that's the older seven threes before even the Huey, uh, the seven three is, is a very good motor, especially if somebody wants something to get in go. I mean, they have power. No, they don't set the world on fire, but with, with the parts that are out there, you can get a nice set of uh, injectors from Nate over at Unlimited. It'll wake that thing right up. Uh, you put some good tunes in there. Nice turbo. Yeah. The seven three does run. Um, we just, like I said, with ours, we're trying to push it to see how far we can push the seven three. <laughs> it's really interesting that you mentioned IDIs because that is another, another truck we get a ton of questions on and they're way before my time. I was in grade school when those things were out there. And I know a long time ago, there were some things I think hypermax did with them. Um, and then but it's like they almost have gotten forgotten. It's always been, I don't know when it switched, but it was about common rail performance and then 12 valve, um, you know, kind of in the, the sled pulling world and drag racing. But there's a lot of interest even in, in those older ones. And I don't know much about them. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've been around a couple or new people that had a few of them. And, and I wanted to ask you that as far as with the IDI applications, how much power can you get out of those is, is, is some of this, some of the things that, that we're accustomed to with power, like you'd mentioned the new trucks, it's, 
with the torque that they make, the horsepower, all the different things, it's like we all want that now. We all want 500 horsepower, 1,200 foot-pounds of torque in a daily driver. Is that what people who own these older trucks, are they wanting that too? And is it attainable with something like an IDI? Um, I, I know it is with a 7.3 Power Stroke with, with some upgrades, but what about the IDIs? So the, the, the IDI, you have the turboed and the non-turboed. The, we get calls all the time that people have their non-turboed IDI. Hey, can you put a turbo on it? Yeah, yeah, we can. And I always tell them, hey, why don't you just go out and buy a power stroke? You're going to get so much more out of it. But they, And like you said, they just, they love them. So yeah, we put turbos on them. The, the problem with them is for trying to get a bunch of power is the rods can't hold it. The rods, the pistons, they're, the parts aren't anywhere as beefy as what they are in the, in the actual power stroke. So you can turn the fuel screw up. You can, you can change some injectors. You can change the turbo. You can make them run. Um, and people do do it. But for the 500 horse, it, it's, it's kind of rare for it. But there are some people that do do, do it. Now, on your pulling truck, what kind of um, transmission do you run in it? What's, what's the rest of the, the setup to be able to handle that kind of power? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So in my truck, before when it was common rail, it, it had the ZF6 behind it. It originally started with a 4100 uh, automatic when it was Huey. Then we went to the ZF6. Uh, what's in it now is a Dropbox reverser setup from SCS. So I got forward and I got reverse. That's it. There is, if I want to change my gear ratio, I do it in the transfer case. I pull the gears out, switch it. I have a 2145 rear in the back, which is basically out of a dump truck and then in the front is a f-106 um that's out of like a 1970s ford so it's, it's got big beefy axles under there to hold it uh we went to build axle shafts uh built u-joints uh to, to hold the power as far as as far as where you, you take the truck and compete at what is what are some places that you're going to be at because i know there's going to be somebody interested and they're going to be like man i got to see i got to see tommy's truck in person i want to hear it i want to see it go down the track so what's your what's your schedule look like with with racing it so we run the east coast series um we run the east coast series here on the east coast we do travel to shide um down in kentucky we will do that we were going to make diesels in the dark corner last year um ran into some problems uh, right before so we didn't make it but this year uh, we're, we're running the east coast series we're running the snyder county runway brung series we'll probably make uh almost guarantee we're gonna we're gonna be at shy we'll be there so uh, again we'll go down to kentucky for their event so we started traveling more and more with it but mainly what we do is we run the east coast series around here shides is it's such an amazing event. I haven't been in a while, but I remember the first time I went, I'd never seen anything like that. I'd never seen that many trucks and how powerful they all were. And just, 
it's definitely an experience that if nobody's ever been to it, you you definitely got to go and check it out and see all, I mean, just the performance level of the vehicles that are there. It's just insane. Yeah, we, we, we like going out there because it's kind of, you have everybody from the country kind of come to one spot Yeah, and it's, Hey, let's see where our truck places throughout the country see where we're at. Um, like I said, on the East coast here, I, I think our trucks here on the East coast, we, we have some really good running trucks that, that we run against. Um, and then, like I said, we, we all go out the shide and see where we're placed with, with everybody else. So it's, it's always a great event out there. I wanted to ask you about the daily driver part of owning a seven, three, we know they're reliable. We know they can get it. You put a ton of miles on them, but what sort of maintenance or upgrades would you recommend for somebody that is going to daily drive one? They're not looking for crazy power or anything like that, but just to have a nice, reliable setup for, you know, a 99 to 03 truck. So uh, obviously on the 99 to 03, the weak link on those is transmission. But if you do like a valve body mod or put a torque converter in there, uh, I have a set of good tunes. Uh, I, I really like doing a set of stage one or 1.5 injectors from Unlimited with like a 63 millimeter KC turbo. Uh, that there, it makes the truck respond, have great power, and it's it doesn't get the snowball effect where you have to go in there with, you know, fuel pumps, uh, bigger high pressure oil pumps, where people really got to start spending the money in it. And it will give you a truck that almost feels like a newer truck. Um, and you don't have to put that much money into it. That tipping point is really important. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned it because it happens on everything, whether it's a Cummins or Duramax or Power Stroke, is you hit that point where you're going to have to spend a lot more money with supporting that power level. So I, I think, you know, making that plan initially can really help you save some money or I mean, I've done it. You know, I, I didn't really have a plan. I added three or four things and now I'm, I have to get, you know, a different injection pump and injectors and custom tuning. Now I need a built transmission and I get kind of too far into it where I, I didn't set out to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that happens with most people that own a diesel, especially when they start hopping it up You yeah. get that snowball effect. It's like, Oh, I'm going to do a tuner. Oh, there goes my transmission. Well, now my transmission can hold, you know, five, 600 horse, and I can do a turbo and it keeps going and going and going. I mean, it's, it's really an, an addiction. Um, that's why I call the truck twisted addiction. Um, you almost can't stop. You just, you just keep going. Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's why this podcast exists. That's why, that's why, you know, diesel shops and racing and events and, and all that, because you think, I got an 800 horsepower transmission. I can't let it go to waste. I need 800 horsepower. So let's do turbo injectors, tuning, um, you know, all these hard part upgrades. So it's, that's the fascinating part of it. And it's what I love covering. And that's what was so cool when I saw your truck on Instagram and um, you tagged us in a post and um, it was a really cool picture of, of the engine itself. And just, you know, I didn't know the background on it. I didn't know you did the uh, a common rail. Um, on it and you know somebody did ask I don't remember what platform it was on so now I can direct them towards the episode so they can uh, they can hear your experience with it um, but if somebody's you know, near you or maybe they do want to do this maybe they've they've set aside the money they don't want to do a Cummins you know or Duramax or something like that they want to be different they want a 7.3 
where can they find you, reach out, ask questions, or maybe they don't want to do racetrack. Maybe they just have, you know, a truck they inherited or just bought and they're like, I need somebody to look it over. Um, I want to get a little bit more power out of it. How can they contact you? So we're, we have a website, uh, Um, We're also on Facebook. Um, Hazard Diesel on Facebook or even Google, we, we pop right up. Um, especially if you type in there, you know, Hazard Diesel power stroke, it's, you type in something with a power stroke, it'll pop up. So we're, we're on Instagram. Uh, we're, we're pretty easy to find. You definitely got to keep us updated on the truck itself and, and the power level it attains because it's, I'm sure, you know, you remember as well when a thousand horsepower was awesome. That was, that's what, you know, that was almost, I don't want to say the limit, but it was just something really popular that people wanted. And then it became 2000. And now it's getting way, way past that. And so to see what you're doing with a 7.3 and the goals that you have for it is really cool. And people are going to want to watch it, whether whether they're Ford fans or not, whether they own a Power Stroke or not. We, we want to see this innovation and these power levels and what these trucks are able to attain. So you definitely got to keep us updated on it. Yeah, yeah, we will. I'm hoping for our new truck that comes out next year, like I said, our super stock truck. I'm hoping to break that 3,000 horsepower mark with a 7.3. So we're, we're doing some experimenting um, this year with a 3.6 truck, trying to get a little bit farther. But when we stack those three HX82s on there, um, we're hoping we – have, we have Weimer. He's building us some John Deere injectors uh, to go in there to really move some fuel. Uh, yeah, we're still doing some stuff to push the 7.3 even farther. So they're, they're dinosaurs, but they're not dead yet. That's what I love about diesel performance is it's so different than what I perceived way before I was into diesel trucks and it was gas trucks. That's what was like my first experience. And it was always like whenever the new model came out and they bumped up the power 15, 20, 30 horsepower, it's like, Oh, well I got to go get it. I got to go buy it, trade my other one in. And with diesel, it's not, I think that's the first thing that really appealed to me about wanting to own one and just knowing it didn't have a ceiling, whether it was 10 years old, five years old, 20 years old. If you wanted to make 800 horsepower, a thousand, we're talking 3000 horsepower in a seven, three, there is no ceiling to it. And that's, what's so appealing about diesel performance in general, but then specifically what you're talking about with the seven, three power stroke and the plans that you have for it. Yeah, there, there's, like you said, there really is no end um, that you can see for them. People keep coming up with new things. We're currently working on a four-valve head for a 7.3. We had designs uh, drawn up for it, so we're working on getting that cut out. Um, talk to Jesse, uh, Jesse Warren. He's going to cut out a billet block for us, so we just keep pushing them farther and farther and farther. Oh, I'm definitely going to be paying attention and watching what you're doing. You got a lot of cool stuff going on that uh, I'm interested in. I know a lot of our listeners are going to be interested in. Um, Yeah, I appreciate your time today chatting with us um, and giving us an insight into what you're building there. And I look forward to seeing what you do. So I'll definitely be, you know, I follow you already, but but, uh, keeping an eye on some of these milestones that you hit and let us know. Let us know, um, you know, if you, you, you know, find some things, maybe hit another, another challenge or, or something like that. Or maybe you do break that 3000 horsepower mark. Keep us updated. I'm definitely, definitely want to pay attention to it. Yep. We'll, we'll do.
Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 20diesel for 20% off site-wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. They have a bunch of new models for 2023. The latest is the Duralock series, which has a new opening mechanism. It's really smooth to use. Keeps your fingers away from the blade when you're opening and closing it. And the blade's made out of D2 steel, which is really nice. There's a bunch of different choices for blade shape, also different handle designs. So if you're in the market for something, definitely make sure and head on over. Check them out. Use code 20diesel at kershaw.kaiusa.com. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen at 23diesel. John, Caleb, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube, podcast apps, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We appreciate all your support and look forward to bringing you more of the content you want to hear in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.